Let's go to the uh, telephone talk lines right now, and uh, let's check in with my buddy, Doug Miles. Welcome in, Doug. Hi, Dr. Ron. How are you tonight? I'm doing well. Always a pleasure to have you on. Good to be with you, and uh, just getting set for uh, tomorrow's big Buccaneers-Lions game. I know a lot of the fans around the country have uh, heard our show before and uh, talking about the Buccaneers, and they finally get a chance to see them on national television. Well, well, for, yeah, that's about time. When was the last time they were on national TV, the Buccaneers? I think that's a good trivia question. Yeah, 1983 is the last time they were on national TV. That was one of those uh, Saturday afternoon affairs at the end of the season. But the last time they were on uh, on nighttime, either a Monday night or a Thursday night game, was in 1980 uh, when they were uh, in their glory years. They had a couple of good years back then, of course, winning the Central Division in 79 and going to the championship game. And in 1980, they also had a pretty good season. But uh, since then, it's been... Uh, doldrums and uh, finally this year TNT is going to give them a shot to uh, see what they can do on national television. Well, Doug, both teams are one and one in their uh, in the uh, NFC uh, division. Uh, how do you view that game? It's a big game for uh, for the Buccaneers. Actually, big for both teams because uh, we know the Bucks beat the Lions in Game One of the season and gave everybody down here in Tampa, Florida, some hope that they might finally be a contending team. Then we all know what happened last week against the Rams. A good team comes into a Tampa Stadium and just blows them out. Benny Testaverde has a, has a bad game, so uh, he's due to put it together again. All week long in in training camp and in, in uh, practice sessions, he's been doing his Greta Garbo act. He wants to be left alone was not talking to the press, so maybe he's going to uh, channel some of that anger he's felt all week long and frustration and uh, put on a good show Sunday night. At least that's what the fans down here are hoping. I'd like to see that uh, for Vinny Testaverde's sake, probably more so than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, because in many ways I feel he's taken a bum rap, uh, you know, by the uh, Tampa Bay media to a degree. By the same token, Doug, uh, you know, as we have uh, mentioned before, uh, Tampa, uh, Doug, I mean, uh, Testaverde has all the tools necessary. Uh, he's, he's lacked coaching, really, over the past four years with Tampa Bay. I agree with you. Ray Perkins is, hasn't been one of uh, my favorite coaches in the past. I go back to when he was coaching the New York Giants, and uh, a couple other guys in the media room were, were talking about that one day, and uh, he, he really messed up uh, the Giants. You could say, well, he took them to the playoffs back in the, in the late 1970s, but then he left them uh, right before they were on the verge of making the playoffs again to go to Alabama, and then they went downhill for a couple of years. So th this guy has never really been a favorite coach uh, among New York fans, and uh, down here he still has a lot to prove. Well, those NFC standings, and the uh, NFC Central in particular, uh, would you have expected the, the uh, Chicago Bears to uh, head the uh, top of that list? Not at all. They've uh, been uh, the early season surprise. Uh, they uh, beat Green Bay last week, but I think the uh, I think the jury's still out on them. Uh, this weekend's going to be a tough test. They're playing the Minnesota Vikings. Always a, a tough, hard-hitting game. And uh, actually, if the Buccaneers can win this, I mean, they'll, then they'll have a two-and-zero divisional record, and that is very important when it comes to the tiebreakers. So it's it's a really big game for the Buccaneers this week. And if they can put a good showing together, uh, perhaps you know uh, you can throw out last weekend's game as just having an off week, but you know, the, the Buccaneers have been saying that ever since uh, Ray Perkins has been there. Well, just wait. We'll get our confidence together. We'll get it going. So far, we haven't seen anything. Well, that game between Minnesota and, of course, Chicago. Minnesota 1-1, one one, Chicago 2-0. Uh, oh. uh, I'm going to have to go with Chicago in that game, uh, Doug. Question is, who's going to start at quarterback? For Chicago? Yes. I think Harbaugh is supposed to start. 
You never know to the last minute. Best I heard, Harbaugh, yeah. But uh, Minnesota's a kind of a Jekyll and Hyde team themselves. Uh, they have a good game one week and a bad game the next week. Wade Wilson, kind of an inconsistent quarterback. And uh, the Vikings always seem to put together a good drive right before the playoffs and then fall apart when the games count. So uh, it's hard to predict what the Vikings are going to do. The Bears coming off a tough season last year. It all depends if Mike Ditka can uh, keep his temper in check. He's been known to uh, blow up a bit on the sidelines. Yeah, we don't want to see him elevate his blood pressure any more than it is. <laughs> but uh, the Vikings have uh, an injury to uh, running back Rick Fenney. He has a groin pull, I understand. I don't know whether he's going to be in that game or not, but uh, if, if he is, uh, that could certainly affect him. Another game that a lot of the fans in Florida are going to be interested in is the Dolphins and the New York Giants. Uh, they'll be playing up in the Meadowlands, two undefeated teams. Uh, the Dolphins haven't been in first place uh, after two games, I guess, since 1983. And it's about time for uh, Dan Marino and crew to finally put together a winning season. I think this year they may have uh, more experience and more tools to do it. Don Shula, always one of my favorite coaches. And it's going to be a tough test for them going against the Giants. Doug Miles, I appreciate your, uh, your side of the story. Always good to talk to you, Dr. Ron. Enjoy your show. Always a pleasure. Thank you very much. That's dedicated to all the women wanting to get into the men's locker rooms. Denise Tom of USA Today. And of course, Lisa Olson. The only way... Hey, this is for you, ladies. Take it off. <laughs> Take that, Sam Weish. Victor Kayam. All right, everybody into the locker room and you'll have to take your clothes off. And it continues and continues. Let's check in right now with my buddy, Doug Miles, one of the best talk show hosts in this country. Doug, welcome in. Thanks, Ron. I love that little music. I'm going to steal that idea if you don't mind, Ron. Oh, that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to bring that topic up. I'm glad you started off with a little, uh, little strip of music there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, more, more. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> okay, you guys, you can get into the women's locker room if you want to. Yeah. Equality for all. Denise Tom, Denise Tom of USA Today, Lisa Olsen. Oh, yeah. Hey, get around. What are you surrounding me for? Doug, they're all surrounding me here in the studio. Oh. Doing anything suggestive? <laughs> um, of course not. I feel so humiliated. <laughs> all right.
right, Doug uh, Miles, there's my buddy. That's great. <laughs> Doug, how you been? I've been pretty good. I like that. I, I just was going to bring up the topic, and I don't know if you saw this interview last, I guess it was last week, where they had Lisa Olsen on with uh, Bob Caspis on that uh, NFL show he does. I mean, she was whining and complaining. I mean, uh, you know, I'm not sure Victor Kayan was all wrong in what he called her. Well, see, unfortunately, she became the issue. And that's one of the problems. But, uh, you know, it continues. I understand there's a, uh, what's known now is a, is a Weish law. Have you heard of that? They're passing some new rules in the National Football League, Doug? I know last week he uh, set up curtains in the locker room out in Los Angeles, and uh, they uh, were supposed to have a little separate media room there where, you know, the players were going to be clothed and, and behind the curtains. So is that the law they're talking about? It very well may be. I, I think it's, it'll be all right. I have no problem with that. No, I, I, uh, well, I think you and I have talked about it before. We've said from day one, I wouldn't care if, you know, we have to go in the locker room, if they have a separate media room. I mean, uh, I don't think anybody likes going in that locker room. It's just something you sort of have to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think there's somebody that wants to talk to you, Doug. Who's there? Yeah, I think uh, we have a call for you. Terry in the Grove, uh, Oklahoma, KWMQ. Am I correct, Terry? Yes. Okay, ladies and men's locker room. Terry, go ahead. You're on with Doug Miles. Hello. Yes, I heard on... Just a remark you made about women in men's locker rooms. Yes. And, well, there's a school around here. It's a high school, but it's Vanita High School. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just two years ago, they had a girl on the football team. Well, that's not unusual, as a matter of fact, uh, Terry. Uh, there have been many uh, females, uh, young women, that would, wanted to try it, and indeed have tried it, and played on, uh, on high school football teams. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that, Doug? I don't really like that. I mean, it might sound sexist, but, you know, I, why would a girl want to play in a football team anyway? They, you know, just, it's, they just don't belong there. Well, I know many women from the National Organization of Women that would certainly uh, want to play on a men's football team. I mean, you know, if they want to play football, I mean, I don't, that doesn't make any sense. You know, wrestling is another thing. Oh, in other words, you're talking about mud wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Terry? Yes. Are you a high school student? Um, no, I quit school. Why'd you quit school? Because I had to get me a job. <laughs> Do you plan on going back? Yes, I'm taking correspondence classes. Okay, good. Don't ever neglect your education. If you want to succeed, I don't want to be on my soapbox here, but I think I'm giving you some pretty good advice. Go back to your education. That's one of the ways to succeed in life. And we stress that on this program, not just on the athletic field, but from an academic perspective as well. You want to succeed? Get yourself an education. That's the best route to success. Yeah, I've heard that a lot. That's what everyone's telling me. Well, they're giving you some good advice, Terry. Yeah. Hopefully you'll take it. Thank you for the call. Okay. Okay, Doug? Yeah. Talk to us tomorrow about that important game in the NFC division. Right, we'll be there with the Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Bucks and the Green Bay Packers at uh, the stadium, and uh, we're looking forward to another good, hard-hitting battle. Well, that's an important uh, game for both teams, really. Really is. Buccaneers coming off a bad loss last week to the Cowboys. Uh, the Pack lost to the Bears last week, so they both really need a divisional win this Sunday. Well, in that game right now, the, uh, I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are slightly favored. I think they're favored by, uh, by two. I, I'm, I'm not sure exactly the line, but they are slightly favored in the game. But then again, they were favored last week in Dallas, so uh, that really means nothing when it comes to the Bucs. Well, right now, uh, Tampa Bay is right behind Chicago in that NFC Central division, followed by Green Bay, Detroit, and, uh, and Minnesota. 
Uh, but if the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers could win this game, they could be in some pr uh, in pretty good shape uh, in their division. Could be back uh, at least a tie for first place if uh, Chicago loses their game. But uh, I think it's just more important for the Buccaneers to uh, get some offense going. There's been a lot of talk down here how conservative or ultra-conservative uh, Coach Ray Perkins is with his team, uh, running the ball 90% of the time, not letting Vinny Testaverde really air it out. And he's got the talent to do that. And this guy can really throw a ball about 80 yards. Why not uh, open up with the long bombs once in a while? But uh, down here, he just won't do it. Well, that's one thing I never really understood either uh, from Coach Ray Perkins, why he doesn't let Testaverde air that ball out, throw some more passes. I think last week he dug, he, what did he throw, about uh, 12 passes? They threw only about four or five in the first half, and they let him throw a couple more in the second. Uh, it was too late at that time. They just had nothing going. I can understand wanting to, uh, to, to establish a ground game, but when you have talent like Testaverde and you have Mark Carrier and Bruce Hill, why not utilize these players to the maximum and throw that ball? They have so much more talent this year than they've ever had before. You mentioned uh, Carrier and Hill as the receivers. You have a good tight end in Ron Hall. And you have uh, Gary Anderson in the backfield and some other great runners like uh, Reggie Cobb. So they have so many weapons, they're just not utilizing them. And it's, it's really hard to figure out. I can understand a few years ago when they really had nobody, you had to run it because, you know, they had nobody to throw to and uh, basically one runner. But uh, now they get so many weapons, uh, it just makes no sense if they're not using them. What about the status of Vinny Testaverde? I understand he had a problem with turf toe. Right, he suffered that turf toe injury last week in Dallas. He was held out of practice for a couple of days. He did work out with the team on Thursday and Friday, so he's expected to start, and I don't think it'll bother him too much. And I understand that Sterling Sharp uh, has a problem with his ribs. He's probably not going to be playing. Yeah, he was uh, listed as uh, questionable a couple of days ago, so uh, we'll see tomorrow what's the story there. But I, I look for Don McCaskey to come out throwing that ball Sunday. He oh, there's no, there's no doubt. They're going to be look a little bit sharper and getting back to that form that he had last year. Well, I remember last year that Sterling Sharp burned the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At, uh, yeah, controversial game at Tampa Stadium. Wasn't yes, it was. That was at Tampa Stadium, sure. Yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting battle tomorrow. I think the Buccaneers are going to have to air it out because McCaskey's going to come in there throwing. Doug, you surprised by the comeback of the Chicago Bears in that Central Division? I am. I really didn't think they'd have anything this year. I mean, they had a dismal season uh, in 1989. Mike Ditka almost uh, almost quitting the team over how bad his team was playing. At one time, he said this team may never win another game. And uh, this year, coming out with that 4-1 record, I am surprised. Although they did lose to the Raiders uh, a couple of weeks ago. And... Uh, I don't know. I don't think they're quite as good as, as many people are starting to think they are. I think they're about a, maybe 9-7, and 10-16. and 16. That division might be won with a 9-7 and 7 or 10-6 and 6 record. Well, Los Angeles Rams are coming into Chicago tomorrow, and of course uh, Chicago is favored by two points. The Los Angeles Rams are 1-3, Chicago 4-1. I don't feel, however, Doug, that the L.A. Rams are going to be a pushover. No, I think the Rams are going to win this game uh, pretty big because uh, they, uh, they were edged out last week, a tough loss to Cincinnati in that overtime. Uh, they're a much better team than that record indicates. So we saw down here in Tampa how they just totally destroyed the Bucks uh, just the second week of the season. So I think the Rams are going to come out firing, and they know they need a win right now just to keep pace in the, in the West. I mean, they, they can't let uh, San Francisco get more than uh, two or three games ahead of them. Sure. You know what? During the, uh, the preseason, people, the, the press in particular, of course, and uh, uh, everybody was really talking about the Chicago Bears, who's going to be their starting quarterback uh, due to the controversy between Harbaugh or, uh, or, or Tomczak. And obviously, it really has not affected that team too much right now. No, quarterbacks never seem to have uh, been a problem with, with the Bears as far as who's in there. The offense seems to run uh, no matter who's uh, calling the signals. Uh, Harbaugh's had 
success as well as Tom's like. They really are interchangeable, which is unusual in the NFL. Most teams have a lead guy and then a backup, but they really have kind of a dual starting position there. I know that wide receiver, uh, Wendell Davis, has a hamstring problem. I'm not so sure if he'll be, if he'll be playing. But uh, the, the Bears are hampered by some injuries. Is it Harbaugh who has that, uh, the rib injuries? It might be. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure, but it could be. Uh, I think it's Harbaugh. But, uh, you know, the Chicago Bears certainly uh, have impressed me and surprised me uh, this year, you know, just by virtue of the controversy and how lousy they did last year, really. Uh, yeah, it is a, one of the more surprising records. I think another surprise, you got to look at the Miami Dolphins. Uh, people down here in Florida are pretty excited about that team. Don Shula, the last couple of years, has struggled with uh, eight and eight clubs, and not making the playoffs for about five years, but getting off to a great start this season and a good comeback win last week against the Jets. You can never count out a Don Shula coach team, that's for sure. But another surprise, really, in the National Football League, of course, specifically the, uh, the Central, the uh, NFC Central Division, the Minnesota Vikings. And Jerry Burns, I have a strong feeling he's not going to be with that team after this year. Every year uh, toward the end of the season when they, uh, the Vikings pull their late season fade, uh, there's always talk about him getting the boot. I think this year could definitely be the year because uh, they have gotten off to a horrible start, uh, losing to the Bucks in, uh, in a last-second play by uh, Testaverde, and uh, they look pretty bad. In the, uh, the game tomorrow between the Seattle the Seahawks and the L.A. Raiders, the Raiders in that game, Doug, are favored by five and a half points. How do you see the outcome? Uh, are they playing in Los Angeles? Yes, they're playing in Los Angeles. Yeah, if they're playing in the Dome. I'd, I'd say the uh, I'd say the the uh, Seahawks would win that one. I think it'll be a close battle, but I think the Raiders will come back on that one. Well, the one to watch in the NFC Eastern Division, of course, is between the New York Giants and the Washington Redskins. The Giants being four and zero, the Washington Redskins three and one. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting game. I think the Giants right now are the best team in football, even they're surpassing the 49ers. They've just been so strong defensively. The offense, not, not what you call a razzle-dazzle offense, but a very effective one. I think the Giants right now are the team uh, to beat in the NFC. I don't think the 49ers are quite as good as last year, and I think the Giants are uh, maybe a notch above them right now. Well, that's going to be the game to watch, of course, uh, on, the, on television in your local area. Doug Miles, as usual, I thank you so much, and we'll be looking forward to speaking with you on our Sunday edition of the All Sports Magazine radio show. Hey, Dr. Ron, always a lot of fun. Always enjoyable. We're going to take a short break. No question about it. So how have you been, Doug? I've been okay uh, traveling around. I'd like to sound off right now on uh, a guy that uh, is kind of ticking me off lately. Uh, we've talked about him before in the show, Ron. Dion Sanders. Neon Dion. This guy is going to be getting a $2.5 million contract uh, to finish out the season with the Yankees and then go to football until the season's over. This guy's batting 154 going into tonight's game. He's getting a million dollars guaranteed and the other million and a half uh, pretty much if he just uh, finishes out the season season. It's crazy. The only guy making more money would be uh, Don Mattingly, and uh, that's a guy who's earned his money over the years. Uh, you don't mind him getting the big dollars, but what about other guys like Dave Rigetti, who's put in great service, and uh, other Yankees like Roberto Kelly, who has infinitely more talent than uh, Deion Sanders is showing. He's not a jerk. I, I think Sanders should just go to football camp and take a couple of hits. Well, I think, uh, I think you're absolutely correct in terms of, you know, why should he make that, that amount of money in light of, a, you know, of a Don Mattingly? But I think that, uh, Doug, his salary can go up to as much as $2.5 million. 
And, you know, he really hasn't done anything. He's done nothing, and the man, ever since he came to Yankee camp, even into the professional football, and even going back to his days in college in Florida, the guy's been nothing but, uh, but like, a Muhammad Ali uh, clone with uh, the bragging and boasting, and he's never really done anything. And he's, from day one, said, I'm going to be the greatest, I'm, I'm the best. And uh, from uh, day one, he's, he's been just a, a jerk to the media and a, kind of a jerk on the baseball field. I don't think he's, uh, he deserves anything. You're right. Doug, I'm going to ask you to stand by because we're going to take a short break right now. When we come back, I'd like to pick this up. Stick with us. This is the All Sports Magazine radio show. And we are back. We're speaking with uh, my colleague Doug Miles, correspondent for the All Sports Magazine radio show, and uh, Time's in-studio host with me. Doug, let's pick it up with Neon Dion. Okay, you uh, were sounding off on him earlier, right before the break. Here's another guy I want to sound off on, Ron, is our old buddy Andre Agassi. i got to say one good thing. Hooray for Michael Chang. He finally knocked this bozo out of a tournament. Uh, Chang beat Agassi in the Canadian Open the other day, and it's good to see that uh, bonehead out of the tournament. I like a guy <laughs> like Michael Chang. He's uh, not been spoiled by the successes of his uh, career so far. He won the French Open uh, a year ago and has uh, continued to come back from uh, some physical problems. Agassi, on the other hand, has never really won anything of any consequence, and all he does is mouth off to the press, and he won't even play Wimbledon. So, hooray for Michael Chang, and Agassi, you can go back home and uh, play the slots in Las Vegas. I think that uh, Agassi is a much overrated tennis player. I, I really don't see uh, see the big deal with this guy. You know, he's got a hard serve, he can pound the ball pretty hard, but so can, uh, you know, 150 other guys in, on the tennis store. He's never really won anything big. All he's got is uh, wears flashy neon-colored underwear. That's about it. You know, he sort of reminds me, in a way, of, of Brian Bosworth. When he came That's up, right. there's another guy that uh, never has been one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to ever see somebody get injured, and it is a shame that he has, uh, you know, arthritic condition in his shoulders. But as far as his uh, antics uh, off the field and uh, just on the field too, I never really liked him either. He was always mouthing off to the press, and he never really did anything either. And in, in, in college football or pro football, that does, that uh, made him deserve the kind of money he got. Yeah, uh, Doug. Let's get back to Neon Dan for one moment. His his uh, personal agent and his attorney, I might add. Uh, Eugene Parker, he said that the Yankees' contract, really, at this particular point, is probably a done deal. Uh, you know, there was no comment on the details, however. Yankees aren't uh, coming out uh, like they usually do with the big money contracts. In the past, they have made a big deal themselves, saying all this money they're paying out. I think uh, Steinbrenner wants to keep as low a profile as possible, which is going to be very tough, considering uh, he might be out of uh, baseball very shortly, that whole uh, Howard Spire case uh, being uh, hurt by Faye Vincent right now, uh, the uh, alleged uh, blackmailing of uh, Steinbrenner by Spire, and Steinbrenner supposedly paid a lot of money with the Dave Winfield case. So it looks like Steinbrenner is going to be in hot water for quite a while, and it could come down that he may have to sell the Yankees. I think that would probably be the best thing for everybody concerned, especially all the Yankee fans around the country. Uh